What it is, what it do, what's poppin'? It's Marquise Q. Welcome to me, y'all, to, whoa. My bad, bro. Introduce yourself, please. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen of the neighborhood, what's good? It's your boy, Easy E. RIP to the OG, one time, one time. Nice to be back with y'all. Got some breaking news coming y'all way. 21 Savage done made a statement. Definitely made a statement, made a statement. And it's kind of hard to, I was thinking about this all day because it was something to, you know, ponder about. But 21 Savage says that he can beat anybody in his freshman class in a versus. And he says not even close. <laughs> he said the only person that might see him but still lose is Kodak. <laughs> but we have to first remember who's in that freshman class. The 2016 freshman class, which is debatably the last, yeah, arguably the last good freshman class. Yeah, you you got Uzi in that class. You got G Herbo. You got Dave East. You've got you know your R&B vibe like an Anderson Pack. You got designer and his you know one time of greatness. You know you've got all that kind of mixed in there. You really have to take account all those artists in there. And then on top of that, Lil Uzi Vert. I feel like 21 Savage and Lil Uzi Vert, they're two different crowds, but they're two very popular crowds, man. Which way do you think it, uh, that would go? When I first saw this claim, the first person I thought was Uzi. You know, when I thought about people that he could probably, like, you know, match up with and, you know, probably have, like, a running for his money, Uzi was the first person that came to mind, mainly because it's kind of like Uzi has established himself, you know, in both communities. Like, he's popular in the white community. He's popular in the black community. You know, I even think I saw him on a viral video, on a viral video, like celebrating with like the Jewish community, you know? <laughs> so it definitely, I think, I think, yeah, he was, he touched all the culture. So when you talk about, you know, verses, we have to define what these verses are here to establish. Like our verses like hits only, our verses like, uh, acclimated like records, like what does what the what defines like the songs that go into a verses? I've never really seen a verse before. Like I've heard of them. Like, I heard the one with Gucci Man and Jeezy. I heard the one um, with Jada Kiss, and I think uh, some other people within that one. But like, can you, can you explain to me like how do verses work? Definitely, verses. It really comes down to the artist and their performance. It comes down to the DJ and their set and their mix. How well they're playing all those hits together. How well they put them all like together as far as the audience can receive it. And then it comes down to the audience reception. You gotta know your crowd. You gotta know what to play, and you have to be engaged with them. So it's really like a huge entertainment match. You've got artists coming together and competing with one another. Um, it's a huge spectacle. Um, you mentioned the ones with Jada Kiss, the Locks, and all those. Man, those were some ones to watch. Um, but as far as this verse in particular, or this uh, hypothetical one that we have between 21 Savage and Lil Uzi Vert, man, for one, they started at the same time. So the amount of music that you're spanning from is 2015, maybe 2014, depending on what you're looking at, all the way up to now. And it's hits, hits, hits. I feel like it really, cause it's really going to come down to the DJs. Like, I feel like the audience is going to be engaged because the artists are going to be engaged. But how well is your DJ going to execute the mix, bro? Can't have no lacking, can't have no sound feedback. I feel like that's the only way that you could tell who would be the winner out of this. Because honestly, it's too many hits. <laughs> it's just too many. So we were talking about this on Twitter. Um, I think I commented when I first, when I initially saw this, I said, ooh, this will be interesting. 
but I don't think he's, you know, beating Uzi. And I think you commented and said that it's closer than we might think. So if you had to choose between Uzi and 21 Savage, like battling each other out in the verses, who, who do you think is going to walk away with it? I'm going to have to go with Lil Uzi Vert. I'm going to have to go with Lil Uzi Vert. He's, I don't know, man. He's just so dynamic with his range and the amount of uh, audiences that he touches. Like, he's got the white kids that want to be so rock star, like black kids, but he's trailblazing that all the way. He's got his own image going on TikTok and SoundCloud. We can't forget what he did for SoundCloud and that exposure. Um, and just, like, his overall reach. Like, Uzi was a superstar. Like, I don't know if people really remember what 2016 was like, but that was the year of Uzi, if you ask me. Uh, Russ, that's when Russell Westbrook was going crazy. That song, like everybody was doing his little dance, like everybody, like it was. Come on now, it's a classic, and I'm not saying Twenty One doesn't have that, but you know, Twenty One Savage is now stepping into this popular universal role, and I feel like Uzi kind of had that off off rip just because of the personality that he brought to it. Like he was more receivable, it felt like to the general community. I think a lot of people forget that when it comes down to Versus, because I think I watched a Drink Champs episode about this, and they were talking about how Versus kind of goes into more than just the songs, like the crowd engagement. Like, they even say it's choreography in some cases. Like, it's like, you know, the performance um, side of it. And if we're talking about performances between uh, Kodak, I mean, not Kodak, Little Uzi Vert and 21 Savage, Uzi's, like, beating 21 Savage out of the water because I've seen 21 twice. And both times, he did not perform well. Like, I enjoyed the music, you know, because he's 21 Savage. Like, you know, he makes good records. But as far as, like, crowd engagement, like, he just, uh, he moves, like, very awkward. Like, he doesn't belong in the city that he belongs in. Like, you can tell, like, he's, uh, he's, like, you know, a hood dude. Like, he doesn't really like being in the spotlight. But, you know, from, just from that alone, um, yeah, I think he was going to be my in that category. And you just think about the songs, like, you know, we can go down, like, the songs that we can just think about, like, memory-wise. Like, Uzi has 20 Minutes, Neon Guts, uh, EXO Tour Life, um, bruh, off is even, like, most recent. EXO Tour Life was so big, they were saying that was the modern-day dead presidents, bro. That's how huge that song was. That's how huge that was. And you look at 21 Savage, you got, what, um, Bank Account. A lot with J. Cole, uh, No Heart, Red Ops, like, but I feel like when it's all said and done, I think Uzi's gonna, like, be the one to take the belt. Now, the question is, is he gonna be Kodak? <laughs> yeah, uh, is 21 Savage gonna yeah. be Kodak? You gotta think, bro. Kodak has no flocking, <laughs> super gremlin. Uh, was it like Malcolm XXX? Uh, everything off Living to Die. Um, he got that song Rolling Peace with uh, Triple X Tentacion. Yeah, yeah, Rolling Peace. You got Rolling Peace. You got Transporting. Um, Walk. Bro, it's Kodak got some hits too, bro. Like we can't say that, you know. I think Kodak released a response video to what he said, right? Yeah, that was one of the more uh, spooky, ominous uh, response videos that you're ever going to see, man. Kodak Black, he call, he's calling Cap. He said he respects uh, he ex- he respects the acknowledgement, but, you know, he, he definitely feels like he can hold his own against 21 Savage, and I definitely can't knock him. You know, I feel like you don't want this battle to be anywhere in the uh, southeast, you know what I'm saying? If you're Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, like, it could get real shaky for uh, 21 Savage because Kodak got a lot more reach than what people think. Bro, 
when I like sit down and think about it, and like Billboard actually had or Double XL um, had this article where they were like ranking, um, you know, the rappers out of that freshman class like based on their you know Billboard songs and. Uh, tied for last, going from nine, we have Dave Eve. I forgot Dave Eve was in that um was in that freshman class too. Uh, tied for uh, ninth, we have Dave Eve and Denzel Curry, who both have no songs on the Billboard 100. <laughs> um, after that, we have G Herbo, who has no songs as well. Well, he has six total songs on the Billboard 100. So. Shouts out to uh, G Herbo, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people uh, counted him out as far as uh, his music reach, but he's definitely one of the more popular low-key artists. So you're a G Herbo fan? Like you would say you're a G Herbo fan? I feel like it would be disrespectful for me to say I'm a G Herbo fan. I'm a G Herbo listener. I would say my brother Christian, he's the G Herbo fan. He, he, he'll he correct me on everything, so uh, I would say that'd be the one. But he definitely put me on, and G Herbo's definitely not a slouch, man. He's uh, He's got some serious, uh, some serious hits himself. As a matter of fact, I feel like I feel like you could even compare him to some of his contemporaries in there. Like for example, G Herbo, and let's say, I mean, let's let's start G Herbo and or uh, Dave East. You're picking a uh, who out of that? I probably pick a G Herbo just because I know G Herbo's using more, and I know I know Dave East more for like his acting roles. Like, I think he acted in like a couple movies and some TV shows, but I never knew him really as a rapper for real. <laughs> Dang. That's crazy. I mean, Davey's not as more recordable. You have to be tapped into that sound. So I definitely get that. Um, all right. This this one might be a little more hilarious. But what about Lil Dicky and G Herbo? What's the comp there? Bro, it's definitely... Like, who's the better artist? Who like who I think is the better artist? <laughs> no, nah, I'm talking about in the, in the terms of the verses here. Let's set, But let's keep it fair, though, because Lil Dicky isn't dropping music like that. Yeah. I think G Herbo definitely taking it like 100%. Like I don't think I don't think too many people like know that they can only play six songs. Too many people like know that. Yeah, like I don't think too many people like know that Lil Dicky like is the actual artist because wasn't Lil Dicky a comedian like initially? Bro, apparently he was an accountant too. He was all that. But I'm not gonna lie, his most popular song I did not know he made, or I knew it was by somebody named Lil Dicky. I just didn't know Lil Dicky looked like that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. If someone, if someone showed me a picture of someone named Lil Dicky and they and I actually like saw what it looked like, it wouldn't be him. <laughs> no, bro, I was I was completely thrown off. For a second, I thought they were referring to Trap Dicky, but no, different person. Yeah, 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 yeah. And only real, only real niggas know about Trap Dicky. <laughs> but how about Denzel Curry? Though you taking Denzel Curry over G Herbo, or who you taking? As a personal preference, I would take Denzel Curry over G Herbo. But if we're talking about for as far as outreach, I feel like G Herbo definitely has a crowd, and I feel like it's larger than Dizzo Curry's. Now he's been Curry's been dropping some fire lately. That uh walking, that whole movement and the songs and singles that he dropped around that fire, fire. The melt my eyes, see your future, uh, album is probably like one of the is a sleeper for twenty twenty two as far as like album releases. Like if you haven't listened to melt my eyes, see your future yet, listen to it. Gotta listen. Got to, got to, got to. But after that, you have G so G Herbo's number eight on that list with six Billboard Hot 100s. Lil Dicky came after that, and next we have the one and only Designer. 
has four total songs on the Billboard 100, and he has one number one song on the Billboard 100. Well, I think we can use common sense to figure out what that song is. <laughs> Designer also said he went 20 times platinum, so we have to really take into account what, kind, what type of artist this is. However, let's not forget, like, Timmy Turner wasn't no hit, though. Tibby, 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 tibby. Bruh, that was, if I remember correctly, that was his freestyle, right? And then he turned it into a song? It definitely was a freestyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, we have, we have to understand, bro, like, designer, like, behind like, the whole, like, sound like future thing that he had going on that people thought he was future on uh, Father Trust My Hands, like, designer probably had one of the better initial runs of any artist that I know of. It was looking real good. I don't know. For a second, it was looking like in the limelight of Trinidad James a little bit. I don't know. I just felt like he was going to take that step that Trinidad never took. But he was close. He was close. I think Designer said that, well, first of all, RP to take off the whole um, QC family, uh, Migos and all of them. But uh, Designer said that he was going to start rapping after um, he found out Takeoff, um, you know, passed away. Yeah, he was definitely tearing up on that live. That grown man was crying, sobbing. He was crying like he he lost his mama or something like that. He said, "I can't take this no more." <laughs> See, that's where you need real friends. A real friend would have got would have tapped him on the shoulder and said, "Stop that! Stop all that crying! Get off that phone and stop all that crying!" <laughs> you don't gotta do this, bro. But after uh, after designer. Um, we have Little Yachty, who has, according to according Double XL, he has 16 songs on the Billboard 100. No number one song, but he has two songs that were in the top ten. So, um, no number one songs is kind of surprising for me. I feel like what that little boat. No, what was it? Mm, I can't remember. I, one night. One night. That's what it is. Yes, that's what it is. Um. I feel like that was that that was definitely played all year long, even the summer, winter. Like I swear I did not not hear that song, so I'm really surprised to hear that. But you got to give Yachty credit for for his influence on hip hop music in general. Like the he's he's more than an artist, you know. So I feel like his personality in hip hop has really kind of portrayed or personified him. So I give him huge credit for that. I mean, look at his influence on Her Loss. Like he's got huge he's got huge hands across that entire project. I don't think people know how much hand he had in that album. <laughs> but he's speaking in, uh, in, uh, in defense of it, too. They were really coming for, you know, Drake, but, you know, we'll probably get into that in a later episode. Maybe if the people want it, we'll get into it. <laughs> so, after Lil Yachty, um, creeping at number five, we have uh, Who You Name, Anderson Pack at number four, who has eight songs on the top uh on the billboard 100 and one of those songs went number one he has two that were in the top 10. so did that surprise you that seemed pretty on spot as of the last two years yes because silk sonic is real that song that they put out that's probably eight of, you said there was eight songs on there six of them have to be from silk sonic they have to <laughs> but no uh give credit all to anderson pack man he's really kind of kind of carved out his own lane in the R&B. You know, it's not Thundercat-esque. It's, it's, uh, it's not Bruno Mars or anything like that. He's really Anderson Pack, and uh, kudos to him. Uh, I feel like he really hit that limelight during the pandemic when he made that lockdown song. I was a huge, huge fan after that. 
I never really got into Anderson Pack for real until um he was on that song with a uh, Corday on a uh, Corday's uh, album Lost Boy. I can't remember the name of the song, but I really started listening yeah, to him after that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, shout out to Anderson Pack. When I think Anderson Pack, I think of like talent, like just like a talented like musician, a talented artist. So I feel like he deserves that spot. You know, being the only R and B dude on that list too, I'm on that class. You know, kind of had to hell his own. And that song is a uh, R&P, uh, Corday and Anderson Pack. Yeah, yeah, you're right, definitely right. All right, next we have the Gremlin, <laughs> Kodak Black, bro. I didn't, I didn't look at this before, you know, we started talking about it, but Kodak Black, Kod, my bad, Kodak Black has 35 songs on the that have been on the Billboard 100. I mean, let's let's just name a few. None of them went number one though, which is surprising. But four of them have been top ten. What's the earliest number one Kodak song that you can think of? No flocking. No flocking. But bro, when you think about it, I watched an interview about how they say that you know the songs that we fuck with or the songs that you know gain um, like traction don't always like get the recognition they should and they uh gave an example of Chief Key song of uh, Finito like that song never went number one but I promise you that every party and every kickback you're gonna hear that song <laughs> that song has outlived the billboards <laughs> bro it definitely has like the only thing that's gone is like platinum you know like a, like you know I guess like accreditation so far but it's never been number one but it's definitely a uh, a hood classic, I feel like. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. If there's a hood classic playlist, it's somewhere underneath um, Players Anthem. You know what I'm saying? It's somewhere in that category. That's where it's at. <laughs> Bruh. Players Anthem, Dreams and Nightmares, like it's it's, it's one of them one. <laughs> yeah. So after Kodak Black, uh, top at number three, we have Uzi who's number two amongst that freshman class, and he has a total of 85, 85 songs on the Billboard 100. One of those songs went number one, and he has six songs in the top 10. That's tough. Uzi's put out a lot of music. I think XO2 Life is one that went number one. Wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't be surprised. I, I mean, I think, I think it did, actually. I think it did. <laughs> Dog. That song was crazy. That song was crazy. I heard that song so much, I almost, I almost started not liking it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was definitely on that scale, man. Just was like, it was like songs of the summer, and I would, I, you know, to Uzi's credit, he's got a few of them. Um, songs like Twenty Minutes, for example, took me to a whole different place. Like, and then I think it was like six months afterward, where it's not. I like looked at the lyrics. I was like, this nigga Uzi hell, bro. <laughs> but his reach, man. It's, it's huge, you know what I'm saying? I feel like with 21 Savage not having dropped a project since, I'm talking, when I say project, I mean his own individual effort since, uh, what was it? I Am Greater Than I Was, you know, he's had that gap. What, if you look at it, Uzi's got 85, uh, Savage's got like 60-something songs on uh, Billboard, you know what I'm saying? That just comes down to Uzi just constantly pumping out music. And he's trendy. He's trendy, bro. Bro, but like you said, 21 Savage, he's number one. Among his freshman class, according to Double Excel, 63 songs on the top Billboard 100. Uh, two of those songs went number one. I believe a lot 
might be one. And I think Bank Account. Yeah. Yeah, Bank Account and a lot probably were the number one songs. And I mean, the, the guy knows how to make a song. Like, to say what you want about him. You know, I know I said what I need to say about him. Like, he's a bad performer. Like, he really doesn't, you know, embody what I think about when I think about a, a hype artist. But the guy knows how to make a hit. He knows how to rap. So, and he got a, he's got that collab tape with Drake. So, so I, I don't know if I fully heard your consensus. Who are, who are you picking in this in this uh this battle that we have here between Uzi and Savage for a versus? I think I'm have to, I'm gonna have to go with Uzi. Like Uzi by a long shot. I feel like it's not really. I feel like Uzi just has a more of a bigger reach than like all of them. Like for real. Like you talk about like influence. You talk about like 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 concert presence. You talk about the quality of music. Like I don't know, man. I feel like. You also have to think, like, 21 Savage doesn't, he didn't put out that much music. Like, he has what? Um, that song that had, uh, that album that had Red Ops on it, uh, Savage Mode, which was, you know, mainly produced, well, majority produced by uh, Metro Boomin. Uh, he had a couple of collab tape, he had a collab tape uh, with Metro Boomin and oh, Offset without warning. And then he had Savage Mode 2, which was also produced by Metro Boomin. And now this, well, he also had um, Issa. I think his like first like solo studio album with you know that had bank account and all that stuff on it. So he like but compared to Uzi that bro, I can't even like list all of like Uzi's like, you know, like albums and whatnot. But I know he dropped a lot more than what Twenty One Savage dropped. <laughs> no, I feel that man. But I mean maybe this is speaking on Twenty One Savage's confidence right now with her loss, like these songs are pretty good, you know what I'm saying? I feel like these songs are gonna be in a lot of people's rotation and maybe he sees some sort of longevity in this project. And like I was telling you earlier, bro, I feel like this, this is a precursor for more 21 Savage music to come. Like we were speaking earlier about a project that we feel like might be coming just because of uh, the way he's moving right now. But with him on this streak, knowing that when we hear 21 Savage take the mic, it's gonna be as dramatized as like an Andre 3000 verse, that means something. And if you get enough of those in your mix at a versus, then it, it, it could go in his favor. So I feel like Give it enough time, her loss can definitely. I feel like it can definitely aid Twenty One Savage's case. Maybe not this week, maybe not next week, but one of these weeks, somebody's gonna say. You plan on going to see? You plan on going to see the boys tour? Whenever they go tour, you plan on seeing them? Oh, oh my god! Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> no. I know, and then my thing is, like, Drake's been, like, pump-faking a lot with his Her Loss campaign, so I don't really know if I can believe that there's going to be an actual tour, but, shit, if he put a link up and take my money, then he took my money. That's all I'm going to say. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to fully commit like academics, but I ain't going to cap and say I ain't going to try to make that trip if I can. <laughs> academics are going crazy, bro. I really want better for him, because he would come for his head, but he'd be warranted sometimes, like. <laughs> He's got to relax. He's, he's too he's too passionate. Too passionate. But shoot, we uh, just wanted to drop by, get us a little breakdown of what was said, what we thought about what was said, um, our reaction to it. Appreciate y'all listening. Uh, we're going to have a lot more uh, music conversations coming up, good amount of BRs coming up as well. So make sure to be tapping in with that. Got a lot coming up, got a lot brewing. But it's Marquise Q signing out. And it's your boy E, E-Z-E-R-P to the OG. Catch you on the next one. Peace.